What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here on The Boochcast, he's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dude? That's, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Jeez, speaking, I'm not that broke, and the way I feel broke right now is like, Chris Jericho getting his ass kicked right now with all the kicks. Oh, there's a drop kick. But otherwise, Matt, how's everybody doing tonight? And yeah, 
Oh boy, I'm tired. Anyways, Benny, how are you and how was this card tonight? Um, this was a pretty decent card. Um, apparently you seem to be watching the main event right now. I am. Hopefully that's okay with you, sir. I mean, no, it's not a problem. I mean, okay. you know, just try not to be like, whoa, holy shit, you know, because we do no, have... No, 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 no. We do My have... My say Al every once in a while. I'm just saying, we do, have a, we, do have a, we do have a recap to focus on, so you're going to kind of have to, you know, watch and talk at the same time. Are you are you able to multitask? I'm able to multitask right now. We're watching it, and there's a dude standing there. Uh, I don't know who the hell that is. Okay, here we go. Ooh, let's get down. Yeah, it's like that old saying when someone's like, hey, can we walk and talk? Because we kind of got places. To- How many times have you and I walked and talked? I'm saying we do that all the time. I'm just talking in in general. I mean, like we have a. I I have no problem with you watching the main event while we're doing this. Just also understand you have a show to do. You got to make sure that you're able to share your thoughts and you're not getting glued to the TV and distraction because that is a guy thing we're all guilty of. You'll believe me. Yeah, ask too, but... ask all of our exes. I don't know how many exes Zach has, but ask all of my exes. Okay, can we go on here? Sure. Okay, let's start this wonderful thing, shall we? Hopefully you're satisfied tonight with what I have to say. Oh, you have something to say? Mm. Nah, that's another topic for another variety show. If we start, we're gonna I'm gonna go off and I don't wanna ruin my 420 buds right now. So can we begin? Yeah, sure. Alright. So while uh while Zach lays with while you know, you know, as they say in the Bible, when uh when Zach lays with Mitch, he should be stoned. So as we kick things off here Would you rather be me? Okay, fuck you. <laughs> that was funny and you know it. Okay, and we are opening. We have our first official match of the evening. This is a semifinal match in the AEW Grand Slam Tournament of Champions. John Moxley goes one on one against the Spanish Spot Monkey, Sammy Guevara. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, I don't like Sammy, but at least in his right mind, he knew who he was going against, but he kept on dicking around and everything else. But John Moxley was being rough and tumble, and uh, the Spanish Spot Monkey, like I said, was doing Spot Monkey bullshit. It was going good, Sammy. Of course, he's a good athlete in the ring. He is. He's good at what he does. I got the best of Moxley a couple times until there was two distractions that, once again, that we did not need to see. I think his uh, cunning girlfriend, Sam G's, hit the low blow, hit the Spanish fly, that kicked out. All of a sudden, John Moxley hit his. One, two, three. Even with two distractions, John Moxley prevailed. Absolutely fantastic opening match beside the fucking two interferences from Anna J and Ty Cutty. Yes, right. yes, we could have did without that. Uh, we did, you know, I thought that was stupid. I thought it was unnecessary. Um, you know, Anna JAS and, you know, Ty Cunty interfering was just, it was stupid. It was pointless. And this is what bothers me. There's no point in having the interference if it does nothing to influence the finish of the match. Yeah, that part I agree on. Like, you had you had these ladies interfere, and Moxley still won. So, waste of time. And also, you know, Gator felt like this should have been a squash. Like, he was like, why is this even a competitive match? Because obviously, you know, not a lot of people are fans like of Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he hates both of them. I, I'm a Moxley. I, I like Moxley. It's just Sammy G I can't fucking stand. So, I was glad to see Moxley win this match. And um, that was really all I needed to see. Of course, I love oh. the finish where he goes for the GTH. Uh, he counters yeah, it with the death. Cool. He counters it with the death rider and gets the win. Yeah. So I thought that was a very, very well done fit. I also love how a lot of times when lately when Moxie does death ride, if you look closely, as he's lifting mm-hmm. uh, Sammy G up, instead of dumping him on his head, kind of lands on his that. back. It's almost like it's a suplex. 
you watch real closely. Well, and what, that's actually being safe, right? It's being very safe. That way you're not dropping, yeah, you're not I'm dumping anybody in your hands. Also, wait a minute. He's laying on his head, he's laying on his back. Now, laying on people's heads certain, has, certain, has certain consequences. We'll get to that. But laying on his back is a whole lot safer. It's still, it's still a strange to me, but still will probably be keep at it. But otherwise than that, the right person won. Think about that. With two interferences, you got to look in a positive way of that. I see your way, but also say, hey, you still won. And clean. Look at that. Yeah. So, there you go. Absolutely. So, Oxley is now entering the finals next week. He'll face the winner of Jericho and Danielson. Um, on that note, after all that, after all that, we have MJF coming to the stage. The fans yeah. cheer him, and he's mad. He tells him to shut up. MJF says he hasn't slept since he came face-to-face with Moxley last week because he knows Moxley has no fear, and that pisses him off. He says he's not the same kid he was when he last faced Moxley. There's no podium here. He's not trying to make AEW great again or anything like that. MJF says he's not playing a character Moxley is. He says he read Moxley's book and highlights the part about his childhood. He says that Moxley, like the fans, grew up poor and uneducated. He notes that Moxley got bullied and that forces men to put on a front. He says that's why fans chant for Moxley because it's a great character. He says he knows that deep down Moxley is the same scared kid he used to be. MJF says the only difference is now Moxley can drown all of that out, all of that with alcohol. He knows that it takes guts to kick a habit and slay your demons, but he says his brain is more dangerous than Moxley's disease. MJF emphasizes that bad things happen when people get in his way. He encourages Moxley to take the vacation he was supposed to go on and says the title belongs to him. MJF recalls how Moxley cut a promo about dealing with his demon who threatened to take everything from him and says that he is that demon. He then shifts his focus uh, to the man who helped him win the casino ladder match. MJF introduces the stable as one that is led by his friend, his best friend, Stokely Hathaway. The stable is called The Firm. The group comes to the ring and Hathaway recalls how MJF wanted to quit AEW. He says that if MJF did that, he'd be giving everyone what they wanted. So they should make sure they got what MJF wanted, and that's where the firm was born. Hathaway says he's not a publicist, a manager, or an assistant. He says he's a friend who makes things happen. Hathaway says everything he has done allowed him to get into the system. Hathaway notes that blackmail turns him on because it gives whoever holds it more power. Stokely says he loves W. Morrissey. He says it's time for Lee Moriarty to become a star and bring some honor back to the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. As for the guns, he says they're men, and they don't want to stand in their father's shadow anymore. He then turns his attention to Ethan Page and says he's his main man. He looks back on their history together and says Page wants to represent Canada and win the All-Atlantic Championship. Hathaway says that when the firm is around, either run with them or run from them. Loved it. How about you? Brilliant. It was fucking awesome, wasn't it? MGF comes out there bitching and moaning. And know what Allen says out there? I was like, hey, you wore Josh out. You wore Allen's t-shirt from the Bills. Look what happened there. Anyways, um, go Bills, John Tomlin. And this right here, typical MGF coming out there. But what he really struck me was John Moxley about his uh, about his alcoholism. He said, your alcoholism is not the demon. I'm the demon. And close up. And then he... Drop with firm, Stokely Hathaway. And he says, like, yeah, I'm doing blackmail. What are you going to do about it? I got these guys to have my back. We got Massey. I can't say his name. Um, Big Cass. Just say Big Cass if you can't say the, it. I'm just going to call him Big Cass. And then the other guy with the green hair. I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, the Ass Boys. Maybe one day if they get better at it. Says, all right, the father shadow. Maybe it'd be better for him. 
And then you had Ethan Page, who I don't know much about, but for what you, you like Ethan Page, right? Yes. Well, we've seen Ethan Page. He's been with. He was the guy running with Scorpio Sky and America's Top Team. We were. You should be uh, familiar okay. with Ethan Page. Okay, I didn't recognize him. Ugh, I'm tired. <laughs> and I saw him. I was like, oh, I know what they got. He's got a good little posse right here. Basically, just like we'll only be called when NGA leaves us. But otherwise than that, we're gonna go do our own separate thing. I was like. And they walk out with big ass smiles on their face. I was like, all right, AEW, for the first time in a long fucking time, he actually did a decent fucking promo. Decent promo. Two of them in a row. Promo. Not fucking time. Right? Well, there's been a lot of good promos on AEW. It's the spot monkey wrestling that's the problem. Like, MJF always hits a great promo. Always. And Stokely Hathaway is gifted on the mic. That's why he's doing all the talking, and they're all shutting what they call the fuck up. Because that's what you do when you have a manager. You let the manager talk, and you all shut up. Because putting a microphone in any y'all's hand is, I mean, Big Cass. I mean, Big Cass is okay on the mic. He's been pretty good. Um, but Enzo did most of the talking for the team because Enzo has more of the personality. Um, Lee Moriarty. Everybody's seeing potential in this guy. I don't. And the Ass Boys. Not a fan. And Ethan Page. I don't really like him either. To be honest, like I'm <laughs> not a big fan of some of the guys in this group. Not a fan. It sounds like majority of them. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Big Cass is about it. And MJ, they're rolling with MJF, so they help MJF become world champion. I'm all for it. And the fact that MJF is semi part of this group, I assume is why everybody here is saying they want to go for these belts. They want to go for that belt. They want to go for that. Notice they're not bringing up the world title because that's what MJF is shooting for. So, right now, MJF wants to be the world heavyweight champion. The question is... Exactly deserved. Yeah, but the question is, when are they going to give him the world title? Is it going to be at full gear? Are we going to get a revolution? Or are they going to be retarded and give it away on free TV? What? That's the question I need to know. So either way, we're going to find out hell of a great, you know, promos here. But I apparently the gun club wants to be the tag team champions. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, Ethan Page being the all Atlantic champion. I can see that happening. I would prefer that over the person that they seem like they're going to give it to. But we'll get to that a little later in the show. Um, But either way, fantastic all around. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Jungle Boy versus Jay Lethal with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. Fucking wonderful. Absolutely fucking stunning ass fucking match right there. I mean, there was a couple spots, a little couple spots, but it's Jungle Boy. That's what he does. I mean, Jay Lethal got some really good moves in, a lot of fucking moves in. I mean, Jungle Boy wrestled his heart out, got a lot of good moves in, and then all of a sudden, Jay Lethal tap out and basically says, he looks at, he basically said, I'm going to break you in half, he says, sure. But otherwise, I'm not right person one, but Jay Lethal put one up, hell of a fight. And Jungle Boy won, rightfully so, even with a hurt back. Which was also pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the living hell out of it. How about you? Jungle Boy deserved this win. After what they did to him at yeah. All Out, he needed this fucking win. So I'd have been pissed if he lost. I am surprised that there was a tap out. I did not expect the tap out, but in the grand scheme of things, after the way he got 
fucked with at all out. He needed to establish dominance, and there's no better way to do that than to make your opponent tap out. So the submission victory was a necessity to get people to forget about what we saw at all out because obviously Christian's injured, so he's not coming back anytime soon. So obviously when he does come back, there'll be a rematch, and Jungle Boy should go over then. But they need to get it on the right track, so the best way to do that was to have Jay Lethal tap out because it looks like they got no plans for him. So... All around, it was a great match. They were trading blows and shots and counters, uh, dodging everything. Like, it was a very well-done match. And it did what it needed to do, which was get Jungle Boy back on the right track. And after that, we cut to the backstage area where Hook and Action Bronson are trained together. Bronson says they were both born and raised in New York City. And at Grand Slam, they're going to beat up Angelo Parker and Matt Menard. Uh, okay, I did not enjoy this promo because I don't know who the other guy is. Let's see what Hook can do, even though he has a useless title on the belt. But let's see what happens here. Hopefully the match is doing good. I didn't enjoy this promo. How about you? It was just there. It was boring. Boring. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So then we cut to the backstage area where um, Brian Albert, Matt Albert, whatever the fuck this backstage interview guy is. I don't know. Uh, some people call him Officer Bar Brady. So I guess we'll go fucking go with that. Um, yeah. Can't remember his fucking name. So we'll use the cornet term, Officer Bar Brady, who talks about pizza in New York. And then all of a sudden there's this guy, Luigi, yeah. who's got a pizza pie. You're like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, I'm a Luigi. And then Ethan Page just big boot kicks him out of the picture. And then he basically says that he wants to do, he actually wants to be fucking, New York. he wants to take things seriously around here, which is something that hasn't been done in a long time, which I loved. I loved hearing that. The fact that Ethan was like, let's be serious around here for a change. And then all of a sudden, out comes Danhausen. And then Ethan Page decides that he wants to face Danhausen. Uh, I think it was on Rampage this Friday. And then he goes, go ahead, say something funny into the camera. And he's like, I don't even remember what Danhausen says. Like, he just kind of looks over at him and there's a, we're going to see a match between these two. Hey, Vinny. Yeah? I have a question. What is it? What's that by chance to do with the pizza? Are you related to him in any sort of way? Probably like a long lost cousin. No. Like, you sure? Damn. I thought he could be related to you, but I thought this promo over here was okay. Ethan Page just basically knocked out the idiot. Like, okay, time to take this serious. This is stupid right here. I want Downhausen. Get a bunch of gibberish on Friday. We're going to see Ethan Page against Downhausen. So hopefully it's worth it. But I just want to hope your cousin's okay. Hope he, doesn't, uh, hopefully he can still make a pizza and uh, go on with his uh, pizza-making life. Uh, he's not my cousin, jackass. You sure? Um... Yeah. Yeah. Not all Italians are related, you fucking idiot. And also, we would never have somebody that goofy in our family. I'm sure they have you. Yeah, I'm entertaining, you racist bastard. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just racist. Yeah. Oh, he's Italian, so he yeah. must be your cousin. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. How about that? You know what? I'm going. You know what? I- I'm leaving the show. I'm taking a break. I, I-, I ain't dealing with this shit right now. Seriously. You're getting butthurt over this. Hello, what is this? Danhausen here. Very nice. Very oh, evil. Very famous. Very elite. Uh, uh, Danhausen noticed a, uh, a empty chair. So I, I thought I would take a seat. Um, I, I, I understand. Is that is that the gingerbread housing? Yes. Uh-oh, am I in trouble? No, Danhausen not understand why why you in trouble? Why you why why would you be in the troubles? Did you did you did you do oh, something Dan to Danhausen, did you uh, did you see the pizza guy knocked down? I called that uh Vinny's cousin because Vinny's Italian, so is that guy. Well well that 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 is kind of uh that is a prejudice thing to assume. Uh is that all the Italians that I like? 
um, that you know, for example, I paint my face so does sting. That does not make us. That does not make us related at all. Um, although as a kid, it would have been nice to, to have sting as a uh, as a relatives, but uh, we are not the, we are not uh, related at all. So I, I can see why that would upset the Buchhausen. You know, you 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 shouldn't make racist assumptions like that. That that that, that is wrong. That is that is that is very wrong. You know, I think I think you owe the Buchhausen some apologies. Um, so when the Buchhausen comes back, I will I will need you to make apologies and not do any more. These racist Italian assumptions, or you'll be cursed. Dan Housen no like racists. Hey, I get. Hey, I cursed Tony Khan for forgetting my birthdays, and he lost two champions within a day. These curses work. Yeah, so, so when he comes back, we will handle that. But other than that, are you having are you having a good day? Are you having fun? Yeah, I was until somebody got butt hurt. But okay. Someone got someone got the butt hurt. Um, uh, that is um that is a shame. Usually with um LGBTQRSs uh, experiences, they can tend to be uh. Quite painful, so uh, I feel sorry for whoever was butthurt. I hope they, uh, I, you know, some, uh, some Vaseline, some, some, some Vaseline, Vaselines, uh, could be, could be treatment for that. But, uh, anyways, I just wanted to come here and say that, uh, this, uh, this, e- I was more concerned about Ethan Page than anything else. Uh, obviously, he does not like, uh, he, he has a problem with, with the Dan Housen because he doesn't like the fact that I can, um, that I, uh, that I, that I do curses, that I, uh, that I am entertaining in the ring, and that, uh, more people want to see me than to see, uh, than to see this, uh, egotistical, uh, douchebag. So, I'm going to take care, I'm going to make sure that Rampage, he remembers the name Dan Housen. So um yes, so I hope uh I hope everybody uh enjoys the uh the AEWs. Uh Danhausen had to make his uh, little appearance here, and I for some of you I hope you will see on Rampage as I uh, will uh definitely uh be taking on the uh the all ego Ethan Page. So I hope you all will enjoy uh the experience and thank you uh Gingerbread Housen uh for your time uh and um no so um and of course like I said I, uh, I will bid you all farewells I will bid you goodbyes and of course uh do not make racist remarks especially towards Italians because they are uh, they are they, they they have feelings just like everyone else so um until next time thank you for supporting Danhausen uh d- dude seriously again you don't even say goodbye to me oh god damn it all right so um anyway what did I miss. You got bought up and stormed off, and I had to get lectured by Danhausen. Oh, somebody hurt their feelings. I'm sorry. I'm being sorry. So I'm sorry. I didn't know you could get that offended. It was a joke. Well, hey, sometimes racist remarks can hurt, man. They can they can be hurtful. Anyway. You call me a leprechaun. You don't see me? Never mind. Y- yes, I do. <laughs> oh, you don't see me getting upset. Really? I, I got a bunch of about. I got text messages and voicemails that argue otherwise. I don't know what you're talking about. I never I never yell at you about that. Oh, you're always angry, you fucking liar. Anyway, um, so now we see we cut to a clip of Darby Allen yeah. doing stunts at Nitro Circus Play. Um, yeah, he Why? goes down a ramp Why? on a big wheel, like 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 the kind of big wheel your 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 five year old son would ride, like. He he basically basically he he thought I'm gonna be Bobby from Bobby's World. Dun 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 dun. Just down the fucking ramp. So we see that. Fucking farmers, don't you dare insult! How dare you dare bring that evil to the world? Yeah, that was ridiculous. And then of course, motherfucker. Then we cut to Matt Hardy, who says he's not. He says that like Darby Allen, he's known for being extreme. He references Allen's match with Jeff Hardy. Uh, does a bunch of other things, and then challenges him to a match at Rampage. Okay, I don't know why Matt Hardy's gonna make this his time with his human pink cushion. Blah 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 blah. Waste of time, and I'm like, Matt Hardy, dude, I think you can do something a little bit better. Ugh, okay. That fucking cocksucker right there. This this whole thing 
was fucking stupid. First of all, Darby Allen doing all this stupid shit just further cements why he is useless in wrestling. Because all he does. Yeah, sure, guy. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. Darby Allen is useless like a tits on a forehog. Damn. Okay. But yeah, and then, I gotta, and then Matt Hardy comes in, and everybody knows how I feel about Matt Hardy. You love the dude. Yes, I do. That being said, I like him too. I hated this fucking promo. Yeah, I did too. I think he could do. I think Matt Hardy, like I said before, could do a whole bunch more better than fucking going against. You know, it's not even that. It's like, far. dude. Dude, I'm getting real sick and tired of Matt Hardy. Like, ser- like, uh, uh, not, uh, like, have I feel like his balls are getting cut off every week. It's like, dude, you had a you got a promo against Christian that didn't do well. You get your ass kicked, and then you're not on TV. And now you're coming on TV. You look like hell. Like, I like, I know Matt's not on any 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 like drugs or alcohol. He's not anymore. But the motherfucker looks like he's been on a three month bender. Yeah, he did. Like, hot, like fucking clean yourself up, man. It looks ridiculous. Especially with the negative image your brother has right now, yo ass need to be fucking looking your best. Even if you gotta put on the suit and be the big money mat, I don't fucking care. But seriously, he looks all disheveled and rugged. It looks, it, it's rugged but not manly. It looks stupid. And you're out here kissing Darby Allen's ass, talking about, oh he's so great and I have so much respect for you and blah blah blah. I don't fucking care. If you want to fight the guy, fight the guy. Let's hear some. I want to. I want to hear some like real shit. Like, yeah, you think you're extreme, but you don't know extreme. I'm gonna show you what extreme really is in a match at Rampage, and I'm gonna kick your ass and remind everybody I'm still Matt fucking Hardy, and I will not die. There's your fucking promo. This is goddamn ridiculous. It was. A, it was like Matt Hardy said, "Let's all go play a game of grab ass." That's basically what the fuck this was. Wasting my goddamn time. Speaking of wasting time. Oh, is this what I think it is? We're about to move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. Powerhouse Hobbs goes one-on-one against Matt DiMartino. Um, um, Benny, guess what I did? Like I usually do when I see these type of matches. What'd you do? I timed it. I timed it. Guess how long? How long? 28 seconds and 43 milliseconds. I shit you not. Yeah. There we go. And yet, if you look real closely, doesn't it look like he's bleeding from his mouth? Yeah, it did. You think it was the you think it was a, a botch? Something had to I don't know what happened in that match that caused him to bleed in twenty eight seconds. Unless he's got some really bad infected gums. Or did he have a red capsule in what what? Well maybe there was an accident that we so, didn't see. Yeah. And then Hobbs gets a mic and says he spent months by Ricky Stark's side, but it only took a few minutes to beat him. He says it's time to start a new chapter in the book of Hobbs. Starts comes through the crowd, brawls with Hobbs and hits him with a microphone. That was pretty fucking cool. Ricky Starks is still not done with Hobbs. I was like, All right. I was like, I think Ricky wants to beat him just one time. So we might see you in the next pay per view. Hopefully, Ricky Starks and Kyle Hobbs, number two. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, Ricky Starks like, fuck you. I ain't done with you yet. Motherfucker, you can stab me in the back. This ain't Overtron. Beat your ass. Exactly. That, and that's what people need to see because Ricky Starks should have won it all out. And the fact they made it like a four minute match was fucking ridiculous. Was it really four minutes? That's it? That's what he said. It wasn't that? It was a very short match and it was fucking stupid. And that's on pay per view. So it was like two squash matches on a goddamn pay per view. We don't even need one out of pay per view. Already squash technically have zero, but if you're gonna have one, one should be the limit. Because there's always twelve to thirteen fucking matches on the fucking card when it comes to a pay per view with AEW. Yeah, I know. Handle maybe like seven, but not thirteen. Yeah, fuckers. 
Yes, most definitely. And so at least we know, no, this match is going to, this rivalry is going to continue. The match is a waste of time, but we'll see what happens in the continuing saga. Then a waste of time? (laughs) It was. And then we have a... You knew that was going to happen. I mean, I knew it was going to be a squash when I saw... Anytime I see a a wrestler in the ring not getting an entrance, I know it's a squash match. Because that's what they do. like a Tuesday. Well, that's what they do with jobbers. They're not going to give you an entrance. You're just going to be standing in the ring, and you're already here. Jobber got paid quite a bit of money to do this. Well, yeah, jobbers get paid, dude. Like, it's a payday for these guys. Yeah, I was like, like, you go in there, I'll give you this much, you go get your ass kicked. I was like, okay. (laughs) And usually, because usually what they do is whenever they're in a town, they try to find indie guys that are already working there and put them in the ring for the squash match. That's that's the secret. That's what they do. They find guys that can already, you know, work and bring them in, give them the biggest payday they're going to have, give them a TV appearance, and they can actually use that TV appearance to get booked in other places and make some good money. So, you know, to us, it's like, oh, here's a jobber. To them, it's like TV exposure. You know, it's like being an extra in a movie. You could sell with that. 30 seconds of fame like me on your documentary. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Or yeah, okay, man. or when I was an extra in um Doom Patrol. I had that scene on the, on the uh, I'm in the opening I'm in the opening scene in, in episode 5 of the first season of Doom Patrol. And I fucking did very well. I got I got some good screen time in there. Made sure that I did. You can see me yeah, clear as fucking day. The, huh? Is, is he, a couple of people see the Dark Terror. It's like seriously dude, you try like like like, like you're in there. I was like, yeah. I'm like what? For about what? 30 seconds like, yeah. Is it worth it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. really help you that much. But Jerry did more than that. I I was just there. Well, you had well you had two shining moments. You had you led everybody in the happy birthday song and you tried to rip the capsule out of my hand. And I was where I to where I wanted to fucking kill you. Those were your two moments. And other than that, so on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. By the way, just so you know, I'm not holding a grudge against Zach for that. I'm just telling what scenes he was in. We're past that. But yeah, that's um, been years. Yeah, I just I heard you go. Ugh. I'm like, dude, I'm not holding a grudge. We're past that. Oh no, I'm dumb. It was really my fuck up. There was just something else supposed to happen, but I epically failed at it. But that's another story for another time. Listen the fuck out, please. All right, so we have our next. So now we got a video package hyping up the tag team title match between the Lucha Brothers and Swerve and Our Glory, and then we have the match. Right here, Swerve in our glory, defend the titles against the Lucha Brothers. Splendid, absolutely fucking wonderful. Even though the Lucha Brothers they did a lot of high fly shit and the tree is tag team titles, but those was fucking useless paper HP shit, shit. But this right here was fucking wonderful. Lucha Brothers got a lot of offense and there was a lot of defense for Swerve over Swerve in our glory. But the one thing is when um, the Pentagon did hit that panel on sunrise on T3, I thought it was over. That was the panel on Sunrise, right? Um, I mean, that's what they were trying to go for. No, he hit it though. Yeah. I think he hit it. Well, the Panama Sunrise is when they is when they jump is when they jump out the turnbuckle and do like a Canadian destroyer. That's the Panama Sunrise. All right, that's all. Nope, fuck up. But otherwise, this I thought this tag team uh, title match was actually fantastic. The right team fucking won, rightfully so. That would make no sense to put that those titles on the Bushy Brothers. Makes perfect sense to go on the rightful owners, FTR, or somebody else. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, before we get to that, let me just say it was a great tag team match. I like the, the Lucha Brothers have great chemistry as a tag team. 
Swerve and our glory, they're they're okay, but I still feel like they're a thrown together tag team, but they are getting better at that. And then of course in the end, you know, you know, Penta drops Lee with a destroyer and then Lee slams Penta to the mat doing his own version of like a jackhammer kind of thing. And yeah. either way, he he pins the guy for like he, he, and he gets the pinfall right there. It looked like they were going for that double team spike pile driver before uh Swerve stopped it. So in the end they retained their tag team titles. Then afterwards, we hear the acclaimed come out, and the acclaimed tells them basically he's gonna beat their ass. If they ever interrupt his rap again, and then they say the uncrowned champions are gonna win the gold next week. I love that part right there. I love the acclaimed. He did bit like a backslasher did do a bit of a rap. Did you notice he did rap, but in his own way? I don't know if that's not his problem. Otherwise, not. I'm fantastic. I'm sick and tired of seeing this. We we all are. Well, no, I shouldn't say we all are. Everybody that no, I'm saying everybody that has a brain. Is over. It is is done with it. But everybody else is just like, yeah, we got scissors. Uh. Uh, but otherwise, that if they didn't do scissors, man, their fucking promos are fucking fantastic. The acclaimed, I do want them to win. Hopefully, they do. They do. They claimed with the um, with badass Billy Gunn. That's a big fuck you to the ass boy. So like, uh huh. He's just stayed with daddy after. Oh, you might have a tag yeah go ahead well that's assuming the acclaimed is gonna win next week which they should the acclaimed is over as fuck and they are the yeah. best homegrown tag team in AEW. so yes, they, are. they definitely deserve a run with the belts and i think they should keep the belts until they're ready to give them the ftr and i think ftr should beat the acclaimed to win the tag team titles and, and complete their collection Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks, Yeah. So we got that under control. And then we cut to an interview where Pac reminds everyone who Death Triangle is as they as he demands respect. All of a sudden, he gets blindsided with a punch. And we find out it's from Orange Cassidy. And he says he won't be a double champion for long. No. Really? Pockets? I was trying to turn off my fan in my room because it's getting kind of chilly outside now. And I looked down. There's Pac laid out with Pockets standing over. I'm like, seriously? Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I missed it. But then again, I really don't care. But they analyze it. I thought this was fucking stupid. Dumb. I was like, really? Pockets, I don't like you. Can you go away? Please, you fly. Don't bother me. Yep. Tony's little dog, Pockets, who no matter what we say or do, no matter how hard we try, he's just never going away. He's not going away. Because Tony likes to dress up as him for Halloween, so he ain't going nowhere. Um, so we got to deal with that. But then he's going to have the match with Pac. All I got to say is this. I pray or I really don't want Orange Cassidy to win this title. Please let Ethan Page beat him for it if someone's going to beat Pac for the title. I don't like Ethan Page, but at least I can take him seriously as a wrestler. You I can't take Orange Cassidy seriously as a wrestler. No, you fucking can't. His whole gimmick is a joke. He's a one-trick pony and a cheap-trick circus, and the, the joke has gotten old. It's not funny no more. Pretty much sums it up how I feel about him. I was like, dude, I don't know who's worse, Darby Allen or that fucker. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I can't answer that question because I hate them both equally. I can answer the question. Who? Who's worse, Darby? And the reason okay, Darby's the reason Darby's worse is because Orange Cassidy does goofy shit, but he's not trying to kill himself. Darby Allen is actively trying to kill himself. That's why, if God forbid, and I say God forbid because I don't wish this upon him, if he gets crippled, I'm not gonna feel sad because he did it to himself. Very true. Now, I wonder why his wife divorced him. 
Yeah. Yes. And anyway, we then cut to a promo segment. We see Tony Storm and Athena previewing their tag match with Britt Baker and Serena Deeb, basically verbally ripping them apart and talking about how Britt should be more focused on the fact that uh, Jamie Hayter and her are not really friends right now. There's a lot of turmoil there. And then we move on to that tag team action we got. That ass, Tony Storm and Athena versus Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. Uh. I do call this a, a match, but it was actually really, really fucking good. Back and forth, all four ladies, especially uh, Serena Deep. She's growing on me. Britt Baker, of course, is a, she's awesome. Um, badass Tony Storm and Athena. Athena, she needs to work on a lot of things. Tony Storm, growing as always, but this guy was great. There was good psychology in it to me, and uh, and much as I, a lot of people didn't want to see, the right team won to me, Britt Baker, Serena Deep, because they're heels and they're sneaky little fuckers. I was like, Britt Baker's sneaky. She's good at playing possible, but she didn't hit, especially with that chair with the breath in the seat. One, two, three. I was like, okay. And then uh, Athena tried to help thing out, and all of a sudden, Jamie Hayter comes out there for stopping Britt Baker from hitting somebody with a chair, takes it out, hits Tony Storm with it, throws the chair down, points at Britt Baker, and walks away. Which I don't understand okay maybe maybe you can explain it better but i thought this was actually really really good i I didn't like the ending of it really i don't know i i have no words for why jamie haters out here i mean you got a problem with Britt baker but you attack tony storm that doesn't make any fucking sense exactly i was watching like why the hell did that happen i was like wait a minute okay if you were gonna do that if you were gonna do that the best way to pull it off would be if you know, it would be for Jamie to take the chair, whack Tony Storm with it, and cause Britt Baker to lose by disqualification. That would have been better. But you're basically saying, okay, so are you with Britt Baker? Are you not with Britt Baker? You make it obvious you're not accepting her apology. because She's apologizing out the ass, and you're not accepting it. So since you're refusing to accept the apology, there's not a whole lot we can really fucking do here. So no, they cannot. So e- either 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 make up or fight the bitch. But whacking Tony Storm with a chair when you're mad at Serena Deeb, I mean when you're mad at Britt Baker, doesn't fucking do anything. So that part was stupid. But the actual match itself was fucking amazing. It was good, but there's one problem. What's the problem? Uh, Serena Deeb didn't sell. Where did she not sell? Remember that part where she had um uh Tony Storm in that one long arm car uh one arm uh had her leg up in submission. She got kicked full in the chest. She just she just looked up at us like. Damn it. I was like, supposed to sell or not, but I wasn't that. I was like, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do that. But otherwise, than that, I thought the match was actually fantastic. The physicality of it, but what you said with the chair shot, Tony Stark, that makes no sense. Oh, but yeah, I'm just saying, the women were wrestling. There was actual wrestling going on, which makes sense because Serena Deeb is. Wrestling. Which is, makes sense because Serena Deeb is all about wrestling. Um, Britt Baker is a great worker. Tony Storm, Athena, these are women who know how to wrestle, and they're actually bringing that to the match. So we got to see some great wrestling by four women who we found out next week are all going to fight each other for the interim women's championship. It'll be a fatal four-way match. It should be called a women's championship match in the interim. Doesn't matter if the person's injured, you're injured, you can get it. You have your chance to get it back. It's called a women's championship. Tired here is interim shit in the AEW. Hey, we I all have all the belts too. I know we all are. I'm just calling it like I see it. I know you are. I am too. All right, just, go ahead. That's what they're calling it. So that's what I'm calling it. But trust me, as far as I'm concerned, Tony Storm is the champion. Yes, she's she's yeah. basically the champion and. The only way she's not going to be champion anymore is if she either loses that belt to, to another person or if Thunder Rosa comes back and beats her. 
which we need to see. Hopefully, she retains. Yes. It all depends on when Thunder Rosa is going to be medically cleared. And right, hopefully, she does make a quick recovery. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. The semifinal match in the AEW Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, Brian Danielson goes one-on-one against Chris Jericho. Like I said, folks, in the beginning of the show here, I was watching the main event right at the beginning, and I caught most of it. I'll say this right now. Instead of fucking main event, those two gentlemen got beat the living shit out of each other. Chris Jericho got a lot of moves in. For his age, he could move just as good as Sting. Even though Sting's kind of way older than him. For his age, like Chris Jericho, you're good at what you do. He impresses me in the ring. But otherwise, not the physicality of it was great until he started noticing that Daniel's chest was getting bright, bright red like a fucking hair. And there's several marks on them. I mean, these two, this is, was this a house fight? Um, no. Okay, but otherwise not, it was fantastic. Even Chris Jericho, and uh, when um, Dana Bryan landed on his foot, Robert, uh-oh, so I was uh, injured, but the went, match went core in the plan, and at the end of it, Dana Bryan made Chris Jericho cap the fuck out, so we will see next week John Moxley against Daniel Bryan. And that's going to be main event. and that's going to be intriguing because it's not like before when they were wanting to kill each other. Now they're on the same team, and of course William Regal is going to be paying attention. And so, but at the same time, both of them want to be the world's heavyweight champion. So it's going to be a very intense and violent match, most definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, this was actually fantastic. I'm actually impressed with AEW tonight. There was some, a lot of bullshit, but oh, my, that for the first time in a long time. Good start, good finish. Well, yeah. Shitty start, shitty finish. Shitty start, shitty finish. Shitty start, shitty finish. Not tonight. No, 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 no. The man want to pull one out of their asses. Thank God. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a stellar main event. Did exactly what I needed to do, and... You know, this was this was great wrestling. Again, Danielson and Jericho displaying their wrestling skill, really going for it. And I'm liking the fact I'm liking this new Lionheart Chris Jericho better than the Le Champion. It's like Jericho. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, even though Jericho, even though Jericho is becoming more of the wrestler and less of the sports entertainer that he keeps trying to be, um, it, it's a much better look for him. And again, this is becoming, you know, he's doing very well. Um, you know, these guys basically brought the fight to each other, fucking crushed it. And in the end, um, Danielson won, which now the question is, who's going to be the new world champion next week? And here's the thing. Personally, I'm going to be fine either way. But if I had to make a choice on who I'd want, I'd want Brian Danielson. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And the reason I want Brian Danielson is because... We, I want I want somebody new to be the world champion. Uh, Moxley's already been champion twice, so if he wins again, he'll be a three-time champion. So I would rather see some new, fresh meat with the title. That's why I'd rather see Brian Danielson take the title, because I think it would do better for him to be a world yeah, champion. I can see that. So I hope they give it to him, although a lot of people yeah. think with this MJF feud, it might go to Moxley, but... The only way I'm going to be comfortable with it going to Moxley is if it's going to MJF soon afterwards. Because MJF deserves a long-term title reign. Moxley, not so much. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this recap of AEW. Zach, as always, thank you for taking time. I basically to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, sir. This was actually a lot better than it was last week. So. Yes. Yay. All right, so uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. 
Stuka Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Piggy favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, we got our latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment coming soon. Uh, actually, uh, at the time of recording this, uh, Friday. Um, Wednesday and I are supposed to be recording our recap of Clash at the Castle. Be on the lookout for it to be coming out sometime next week to the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get these tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel. Check out all of our video content. And be sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. We'll be there live at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv slash theboochcast. Also, uh, we got our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project we have in the works. Also, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Our first level is for 99 cents, $1 per month. This is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game and help us out. This level is for you. The second level we have is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there are fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per <clears> month. <throat> the same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. And obviously, so did the Peacock. You got to where to put that $9.99. Still $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans, are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You can actually pay with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is, all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. If you got a favorite co-host and you lose it to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed, uh, you know, Zach his uh, ramen noodles, and um, we're our never-ending quest to get him some pussy. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs> <laughs>